Hey guys, producer KFed here with Flapjack Steve getting ready to do another podcast. We have got a mighty agenda tonight, so let's just go ahead and jump right in. First topic of the night, Flapjack. Johnny Manziel, first CFL start. Oh, goody. My favorite NFL player of all time. Um, yeah, he's going to make his first uh, start in the CFL for the, uh, what's that team again? Oh, yeah, the Alouettes. That's right. Nobody cares, basically, is, is this, you know, this whole story here. I will give $500 to anybody who can tell me the last starting quarterback of the Alouettes without Googling it. Yeah, okay, nobody's winning that bet. It's Canadian football. It's Johnny Menzel. I guess they're trying to make it relevant. Uh, what do you say? He feels blessed to be to be in the starting position again. And, um, you know, blessed probably isn't the word I would use um, based on his former track record. I'd probably go with uh, lucky. And lucky for the fact that his parents have a lot of money and that he was able to get away with stuff in college. And then the Browns were dumb enough to draft him. And uh, subsequently, they made that same mistake uh, this year, but we'll get into that another day. Um, it's it's a press stunt. You know, Canadian football doesn't have a whole big following, you know, like the NFL. And uh, I guess using somebody as polarizing as Johnny Manziel and his trash record um, – will work out well for them. So uh, good luck, Johnny Manziel. Um, you're going to need it because you're going to be just as awful there as you were in the NFL and uh, figure out that running around in circles and you know only being able to throw the ball 10 yards downfield uh, accurately doesn't work in a whole lot of leagues because then the defense just shrinks up on you. So we'll see. We'll see what happens with him. Um, you know, honestly, in all seriousness, though, I do hope that he's got his, got his shit back together and you know, the whole party boy, drug-using, alcoholic stage is, is behind him. And, hey, if he can make a career for himself in, in the CFL, then by all means, go for it, man. And, and hopefully that works out for him because um, he did have a lot of talent, you know, and he just threw it away because he decided that partying was more uh, more important. So uh, good luck there, Mr. Manziel. And, uh, yeah. And may you be blessed until your next public explosive <laughs> diarrhea outcomes. Yeah, it's going to happen. No doubt. It is going to happen. What else we got? Tell me how you feel about Eric Decker working out for the Patriots. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're only excited because that's your trash team. Um, <laughs> I'm excited for more than one reason. Well, Eric Decker, Patriots. It could be really good. If this was Eric Decker from four years ago, yeah, I could see that. But this is Eric Decker that just threw away three years playing for who? Oh, yeah, the Jets. That's right. Granted, the Jets haven't had a quarterback for three years. I mean, Fitzpatrick had what one good year. Um, and then they did all the contract nonsense with him. And last year he was awful and they were awful. And, um, you know, I mean, whatever. It's uh, the Patriots need it. Let's be honest there. They have absolutely no wide receiver help. And now injuries are plaguing them again. Um and I know, I know they somehow like sign a fucking bag boy from Safeway and <laughs> turns into the leading, you know, slot receiver for the season. But um, this year is going to be rough. I do not think. I do think they're still going to win their division, no problem, uh, just because of how bad that division is. But they are not going to be your same Patriots dominant team that you're used to seeing. Um, I feel like you're only saying that because of the Eagles. Well, when year. when my Eagles whoop their ass, I mean that's that's for me, right? That's a good day. Regardless, like I just don't see them being 
dominant. There's so, so many off-season distractions this year. There's all this Brady-Belichick relationship drama, players coming out saying that it was, you know, how it is to play there. And, you know, it. they didn't do a whole lot of help for themselves. You know, what, you know, they lost two receivers to free agency. They lost White to free agency. They haven't replaced him with anybody. Like, you think Rex Burkhead is going to be, you know, White replacement? It's not happening. It's not happening. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they if they can get him, I mean, honestly, they need to sign him regardless. Like, if he can pass a physical and somehow his hands aren't bricks anymore, like, if he caught one out of ten passes that was thrown to him, then, yeah, I mean, they probably just need to go ahead and pony up and sign him because they have nobody. I really um, thought you were going to make a Edelman joke there. No Edelman jokes yet. Um, you know, <laughs> I mean, he kind of joked himself, so we're good. I just, I they need help, and, you know, I mean, Decker's not a bad grab. Like, the dude was a, when he was in Denver, like, I know that's far removed from where he's at now, but when he was in Denver, he was, you know, he was electrifying. He was decent, you know. That's why the Jets decided to write him a big fat check, and, uh, you know. I mean, the Jets are the Jets, so that was probably expected to what happened there. But they uh, they probably should grab him if they can. And, uh, I mean, as long as he can pass a physical and not get suspended for PDs or anything, you know, we can go there. <laughs> what else we got? Uh, not to switch up the subject, but have you seen the Nationals are up 25-1 to <laughs> oh, on the Mets? Oh, the Mets. Baseball, baseball. The dumpster fire that is the Mets. You got to love it, right? I mean, only a team like the Mets could go from World Series to um, what? You know, let's get last place in our division, be one of the worst teams in baseball. You know, all that fun stuff, right? I mean, that's got to be the Mets. And uh, let's go ahead and check and see what the uh, what the final score was because that's going to be hilarious. Let's see. Final score was... Don't you love technology? The cell phone. <laughs> 25 to 4. So they put up a rally there in the ninth. That's right. They rallied. Um, That's and when put they up put all whole, the kids from the stands in. A whole three point. Yeah, probably. You know, the Nats were like, <laughs> you know, this is, we've used too many pitchers at this point. Like, these innings have lasted a lot. We already ordered pizza in the dugout like four innings ago. <laughs> um, anybody in the stands want to come pitch for us? Like, let's just go ahead and do it. So. That's hilarious. That is Free hilarious. Free hat and baseball to anyone who helps. <laughs> Pretty much. You all can get whatever you want, and uh, we'll call it a day. So going back to football. Okay. Seahawks. They have quite a few injuries. Doug Baldwin, <laughs> Brandon Marshall, Deion Jordan. The Deion Jordan one is enticing for me because that defense is already so depleted, um, and he was supposed to be there. You know, their comeback guy. I mean, they lost they lost half their defensive line. You know, Michael Bennett's in Philly. So, Deion Jordan, who, I mean, up until this point has not lived up to expectations when he was coming out of Oregon. He's just not, has not lived up to those expectations, let's be honest. So, you know, hoping that he could revive his career, revamp his career in Seattle. I mean, let's be honest. Like, if this was Seattle, what are we now, seven years ago, I guess, that they were relevant? Um, you know, of course, they've been good for the past six, seven years. It's just how it works. But, you know, if if he was going to be on the, the Legion of Boom defense, you know, 
they could afford for him to be injured and afford for him to miss some time. It's just with how that team is depleted at this point and all that they've lost and people wanting to be traded and the Legion of Boom is no more. Um, you know, it's just one more thing to throw on the file. Who, who else is hurt? Doug Baldwin. Uh, Doug Baldwin with a knee injury. All it says is several weeks at this point. Yeah, they're, of course, not going to reveal how many weeks out he's going to be. Um, that hurts. That hurts, actually, um, especially because Russell Wilson had <laughs> what I guess you could consider um, Baldwin as help last year. But um, the only reason Seattle had a winning record was because of Russell Wilson. And now you take away the only real legitimate threat they have at receiver. Seattle's going to have a bad year. We're going to get into this a little later. Um, Colin Cowherd did his dumpster fireworky a couple days ago, and we're going to we're going to kind of combat that with a few things. And because he's a Seattle fan, of course, he threw him way down at the bottom of that list, thinking that they're going to be okay. And um, shit, if I was an Eagle, you know, being an Eagles fan, I'd probably do the same thing if we were going to be as bad as Seattle. But um, yeah, we'll cover that here in a little bit. What else is on our list so far? Uh, we're going to hop over to the NBA. Lakers are bringing back the Showtime jersey. <laughs> Well, you got to do something to make that team exciting, right? I mean, shit, you brought LeBron, which is super exciting for everybody. What else? Except they need? anybody that gives a shit about basketball. Um, <laughs> no, look, look, like I've, I've said, trash about LeBron um, before. Like, I, LeBron is probably the greatest player of this generation. Ooh, strong words. He is. I mean, let's just be honest. As far as actual players are concerned, now. You know, in my opinion, I would take Kobe over him. And I think that's how a lot of Lakers fans feel, um, which is why you've seen, you know, his whatever his murals get defaced and things like that. And everyone wants to just say the Lakers are scared or the Kobe fans are scared of LeBron, um, you know, taking over Kobe's legacy. He's never going to touch Kobe's legacy in L.A. And everyone knows that he's in L.A. for after his basketball career. They're not going to win any championships with them. They may make the playoffs this year. Um, They're not going to make the playoffs this year. I'm just going to say it now. (laughs) And if they do, it's going to be strictly on LeBron's back. And at this point in his career, like how many more seasons can he go just carrying a team like that? We saw it last year with Cleveland. Then they got to the finals and they got destroyed, you know, and they had Boston took them seven games and arguably shot themselves into um, getting eliminated, like they probably shouldn't have made it past Boston, um, you know. And the fact that LeBron got out of the East at this point is strange to me, um, other than the fact that he's kind of done playing for championships. Like he's just playing to play at this point. Uh, he's got to be right. I mean, the Warriors. I mean, nobody's gonna nobody's gonna touch the Warriors this year, and. It's hard to keep going year after year after year after year. So, you know, maybe they don't make to the final. I mean, they're my they're my pick to win the finals again, of course. But I don't think, you know, they're going to be able to cakewalk through through the uh, through the West. You know, and the fact that well, the Rockets who really pushed them. You know, I hear a lot of people saying, you know, if uh, CP three didn't get hurt. You know, they would have beat him in seven games. And, and that's that's just neither here nor there. I mean, it happened, whatever. He got hurt, they lost, and that's that. But, you know, 
what did the Rockets do this offseason to make themselves, you know, challenge the Warriors? Nothing. They lost Ariza, you know, one of their best defensive guards. They lost Mba Mute, you know, also an excellent defender. And, uh, you know, what they replace him with? Uh, oh, Carmelo. That's right. They're going to replace him with Carmelo. Perfect addition to a team, you know. Um, I don't have the Rockets um, falling like a lot of other analysts do thinking that they're going to be the fourth or fifth best team in the west they're still going to be the second best team in the west i mean they got hard and cp3 um arguably going to be better than they were together last year because now they have a year of uh, playing together under their belts and um harden's kind of learned to i don't want to say play off the ball as much but um he's learned to kind of let cp3 play and let some of his other guys play uh capella if they ever work out this contract shit with him, he'll be back and, um, you know, whatever. I mean, he'll be playing, I guess, the same way he played last year, and he was pretty dominant as far as centers go. So, uh, yeah, still second-best team in the West. We're getting off track. Um, <laughs> that's fine. The The Lakers um, bringing these jerseys back is just a, another publicity stunt, I guess, if you will, like, hey, maybe people will buy these shitty players that we signed to go with LeBron on these crappy one-year deals. Like, Hopefully they'll buy these jerseys because they look like the old Showtime jerseys. Like, uh, I don't know. I don't... You got to please the people, right? Yeah, but these people aren't going to be pleased with that. (laughs) Like, they're already worried about LeBron trying to take over the legacy from the Showtime Lakers, from Shaq, from Kobe, from... You know, those teams that won championships, which he's not going to do because he's not going to win a championship. But regardless, like, you have the the Lakers fans that are all sorts of pumped up that LeBron's there. And then you have all the other fans in basketball who are just realizing that he's, you know, prepping for his after career. And, you know, the fact that he signed a four-year deal shows, you know, that he wants to finish his career there, I guess. And that's because he wants to be in the hub of, you know, movie industry, fashion, all that shit that goes on in, in LA. And I don't think he's necessarily all that worried about how the Lakers do, you know, of course he's a competitive guy and he's going to want to win, but you know, with that roster and the additions that they've made on these one year deals, thank you dog in my microphone. That's going to sound really good for the people. Uh, that was not me hawking a loogie. That was our fucking wiener dog sitting up here. Uh, anyway, the these one-year deals and the Lance Stevenson thing and, you know, that coming out that LeBron recruited him and really wanted him to play there because he's a winner. And what's he's, what has he won? He's never been in the finals. He's never played for anything other than when they were losing to LeBron in the East. Like, it's just a smoke show. It's a bullshit show. It's... Uh, how can we find a bunch of players that people somehow find interesting and don't blame LeBron for us being a shit show? Like, I don't know. I don't know. This year, um, obviously signed a four-year deal. Like maybe he's planning on building with the Lakers next year when there's a lot of free agents. And this year is just kind of, Hey, if we can put 50 wins on the table, like good for us. Um, I just, I don't see that happening. I think they are going to make the playoffs, but probably as an eight seed. <laughs> like, they're just, the West is too stacked. The West is so stacked. Um, you know, they're going to beat, here's the deal. They're going to beat the Warriors in, um, 
shit. Hopefully that didn't just cut my fucking mic off. Uh, I don't think it did. Okay. They, um, they're going to beat the Warriors a couple times in a regular season. Everyone's going to freak out thinking that these LeBron-led Lakers are better than, um, you know, better than the Warriors. And there you go. Everyone's going to get their, what, four games of fame, I guess, whatever you want to call it. It's, it's all bullshit. The whole thing is bullshit. Like, LeBron picked the wrong team to go to and, um, Regardless of that at this point, I mean, it's neither here nor there, but it's not a we're going to L.A. to win championships mentality. And like I say, he's a competitive guy. He's going to want to win, but it's just this team isn't going to do it. It's just not going to happen. Who would have been um, a better team for him to go to? I could I could name like four teams that I would have rather seen him go to. Uh, I'd rather see him go to Boston. I think Boston would have been – actually probably able to push the Warriors seven games with LeBron. Um, granted, they would have had to move some pieces around, but um, Philly would have been a really fun one. I think if he went to Philly, they would have probably taken out Boston, uh, who is, in my opinion, the best team in the East at this point. Um, I think with LeBron, Philly would have been able to push the Warriors. Um, probably not beat them in the finals just because they're young still and um, – who knows with the healthy Embiid? Like, it's hard to say if he's going to be healthy all year. And Ben Simmons is still, uh, in my opinion, he's the most exciting, you know, now second year player in the league. Um, but he's he doesn't have a shot. Markel Fultz doesn't have a shot. Um, you know, the thing about Philly is with with LeBron, they probably could have packaged a trade together to get get Kawhi too. Um, and um, that would have been that would have been interesting. You say Kawhi, Simmons, Embiid, LeBron. That would have been a if they got Kawhi and LeBron, they probably would have taken the Warriors in the finals. Sounds like a nasty combination. It does. Sounds like an All Star roster. Anyway, um, your other two teams. Who else? Houston. Houston would have been fun. Harden and LeBron, huh? Harden, LeBron, CP3. And apparently Carmelo. They could have made all that shit work, and who knows? That would have been fun. He really could have been, you know, he could have made the three Musketeers. It would have been trash. It would have been, you know, whatever. Anyway, without Carmelo, those three would have been good together, I think. Um, Probably good enough to, I don't know if they'd beat the Warriors still, but (laughs) I don't know. Anyway, that's three. Fourth, I don't know who. Who else? The Spurs. If Kawhi was staying, he could have played with Kawhi and Pop in, in San Antonio. Would have been interesting. They probably wouldn't have done anything, but it would have been interesting. But I just, I think everyone knew he was going to L.A., and now everyone wants to pretend like there's some championship-ridden team that's going to make the playoffs, and they're going to end this sucking drought that they've had. And, you know, Lonzo Ball all of a sudden is going to be shooting, you know, 40% and um, not look like, Shaq lost an arm at the free throw line. Like, how do you go? How do you shoot worse than Shaq at the free throw line in LA? Like, I don't, I don't understand it. Like, the kid's dad, you know, is neither here nor there. I'm not, I'm not gonna be the one to be like, oh, his dad's a, a circus show, and LeBron shouldn't have went there because of his dad. Like, the reality is, is like, people know his dad's useless now, and like, they're not gonna listen to anything he has to say. Like, he's entertaining. 
And uh, I don't blame him for being overly confident in his kids. Like, as a parent, that's what you're supposed to do, right? Like, you should always, always have overconfidence in your kid. Like, that's just that's just the reality of it. But um, he's a loudmouth, and, you know, I don't know if LeBron's going to like that or not like that. And if Lonzo Ball makes it through the season or makes it through uh, the trade deadline, we'll see. But this team is not anything to worry about. I guarantee you the Warriors aren't at home, like, Oh, God, shaking in our fucking Nikes because LeBron's in L.A. Like, uh, no one cares. Like, they only worried about him in, in the East because they knew they were going to have to play him in the finals every year. Like, and this year it was like, okay, so if we slow LeBron down, yeah, we're fine. Like, and, you know, Cleveland put up a little bit of a fight, and uh, who knows if J.R. Smith doesn't have his brain shit at the beginning of game one. <laughs> who knows? Maybe, uh, maybe the finals are different and they win uh, – the Warriors, you know, only win the next four, and it's four to one instead of four to zero. Who knows? Regardless, like it's just. I'm most excited that it will not be Cleveland and the Warriors. I'm. Yeah, that's gonna uh, be great. It will be nice. Give somebody else a chance. It will be nice. Um, I don't know. It's gonna be Boston and Boston and the Warriors again, in my opinion. And I don't think Boston is stacked enough to beat the Warriors yet. Um, what happens next year may determine that if uh, they don't re-sign KD and if they um, if they don't you know aren't able to re-sign Clay and Draymond like they can't keep that core together right like right. no way all four of those guys are gonna take well Curry's already under contract but no way three of those guys are gonna take pay cuts to stay together right I mean one of them's gonna leave yeah maybe maybe. Why would you? Like right. that's my thing. You're like it. you're you every year they retool the roster just enough that the bench is a little better than it was the year before. You know, like what are they worried about this year? Oh no, they lost McGee, which I am upset about as a Warrior fan just for the record. Like um yeah, it's it's painful that we will not have the Shackton champion on our team anymore. Uh, but, hey, we'll get to watch them with the Lakers, and, you know, that should be a huge get for them. So they only lost Julius Randle to replace with McGee. So, yeah, you know, that'll work out well. Um, you know, it is what it is. Like, I think the Warriors are, are stacked again this year, and Boogie's going to be playing for a contract. Like, he is going <laughs> gonna to play really, really well. And I think he's going to mesh really well with those guys. Him and Draymond together, for instance, is going to be probably the most entertaining um, <laughs> entertaining four or five combo we've seen in a long time. Um, and I think he was actually hindered playing in new Orleans, like him and Davis Davis is just so good. So good that boogie was kind of playing in a shadow. And, um, like, like Katie said, after, you know, going through the growing pains with, with the warriors, you know, it's free flowing. You kind of play your own style and nobody is scared to pass you the ball. They don't harp on you or hate on you for shooting. Like, they play. And if you have open shot, you're expected to take it. And the fact that Boogie added some three-pointers to his to his caliber um, or to his, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, to his shot selection, you know, he's adding to his rating, in my opinion, as a, as a big man. Like, that's where the league is going. I think ultimately it's going to go back to needing a big man down low because – of these kids coming in, these actual centers coming in. Um, but pretty much if you're a center and don't have a three ball right now, like you don't really find a place to fit in. So the fact that he was working on that and, um, 
you know, he's another, uh, let's call him another Splash Bro. Screw it. We'll have four Splash Bros and uh, Draymond, and we'll call it a day. Um, but no, I think I think the, the New Jerseys for the Lakers, coming back to full circle of where we were, <laughs> um, I think... I think they're just a publicity thing. Like, let's sell some jerseys because they look like the old Showtime jerseys. And, um, hey, if it sells them, good for them, I guess. I think they're smart enough to know that, um, you know, they didn't bring in, other than LeBron, they didn't bring any free agents that are going to sell jerseys. And arguably with LeBron, like, they probably don't have to worry about selling other jerseys, (laughs) you know. Um, I mean, they got Ingram and Ball and, and some other kids still. So maybe those jerseys sell too, but, um, you know, maybe just another way to get people to buy. Well, when LeBron signed, you know, how many people pre-ordered jerseys. And then now they're like, now that that dust is kind of settled, they're like, well, let's release these other jerseys. Cause now everyone in LA needs a freaking showtime Jersey. Like it's just, it's a smart business move for them. And it's uh, a good idea to have, you know, another set of jerseys, I guess. So, um, that's where I, kind of stand on that, I guess. So I want to go back to a couple of things that you said. Um, one of which, you know, them being the, some of the greatest players of all time. What do you take of this Kobe comeback? Oh God. Can we just let this die already? No. Does anybody really think Kobe Bryant wants to come play with LeBron? Like, honestly, could you imagine though? I could imagine. And it would be a shit show. Kobe doesn't pass a damn ball, you know, like towards the end of his career, he wasn't shooting uh, the greatest percentage and still was his final game. He scored 60 points. Like, look, like LeBron is LeBron. Kobe is Kobe. Kobe's not going to risk his, um, you know, his record with the Lakers, like, and how people view him. He's not going to risk that to come play with LeBron. Like LeBron is not this godsend that everyone just needs to come out of retirement or come from other teams to play with. And he's proven that like, the shit show in Cleveland that was this year was LeBron's roster. And I hate that everyone wants to give him a pass on the finals because he didn't have any help. Well, whose fucking fault is that? He put together that damn roster. He was running the show down there uh, in Cleveland. Anybody that wants to argue and say it was dang, it was, you know, uh, whatever, it wasn't his show is ridiculous. Like, you think Tyron Lue was in the fucking GM's office, like, telling him who to sign? No. You think Tyron Lue was fucking arguing with LeBron about who he wanted to play with? No, they went and got who he wanted, and none of that shit worked out. That's what happened. And now, unfortunately for Cleveland, they're left in a dumpster fire of bullshit, and LeBron gets to skate off and go to L.A., and now everyone wants to crown him a champion. Like, no, Kobe's not going to bail. He's not going to be like, oh, yeah, I could go win another ring with LeBron. Even if Kobe came back, they're not winning a ring. They're not going to be... You know, they might bump up to, in my opinion, Kobe is a better player than LeBron. I would take Kobe over LeBron if I was choosing a uh, player to start a, a franchise with. Like, I would take Kobe any day. So, you know, I don't think there's any chance in hell he's going to come out of retirement. But even if he did, like, it would be, yo, we're going to win a ring this year. And that's not happening. Like, it's not happening. And Kobe is perfectly fine with the legacy he left in L.A., and if you're a Laker fan, you're a Kobe fan. If you're a basketball fan, you're a Kobe fan. Like, that's just how it is. You may not like the guy. You may not like how he played or whatever. But you cannot deny how good of a player he was. Like, 
in my opinion, he's the closest thing to Jordan that there ever will be. You know, there's all these LeBron comparisons to Jordan. And LeBron's a hell of a player, don't get me wrong, but he's not the greatest of all time. He won't be the greatest of all time. And this move to L.A. kind of proves, in my opinion, where he's at with his career. And I'm not giving a Jordan, I'm not giving Jordan a pass for quitting to go play baseball for a little while or when he came back to play with the Wizards, you know, because he wasn't done yet or whatever. But I don't think LeBron is going to take this team anywhere. Like, yeah, they might make the playoffs, but they're going to be a first-round exit because they're going to be a low seed. That's just how it works. And sorry, just stepped on a Lego. Any dads out there know how that feels. It's awesome. Um, LeBron is um, this, I mean, the greatest player of probably this generation, with the exception of Kobe, depending on who you are, like, I guess, what generation that, that falls into. But, um, yeah, let's just kibosh this shit right now. Like, I guess because, you know, it's off season and only baseball's going on, like, we got to make up some stupid-ass story to talk about. Like, what if Kobe came back and, you know, him and LeBron together, they could do it. It's not going to happen. Like, just shove that shit on the shelf. Leave it alone. Kobe's legacy is perfect as it is. Like, the dude has rings. The dude has scoring titles. The dude has MVPs. The dude has finals MVPs. Dude has all-star MVPs. Like, he doesn't need LeBron to help him. Like, if anything, it would help LeBron's legacy because (laughs) the dude's finals record is shit. Like, I mean, honestly, like, he would need somebody to actually have a dagger in the fourth quarter for him because, uh, yeah, he's never had that. So... The reality is, like, L.A. isn't going to win championships. With, without Kobe, doesn't matter. It's not happening. He's going to stay in retired land. Now, the the more interesting question would be if Kobe would come back and be, uh, I don't want to call it a coach because I don't see Kobe sitting on the bench during a Lakers game and just being able to be chill as a coach. But as a, you know, player uh, recruitment help, like operator basketball operations, a manager of basketball operations, you know, whatever. Uh, even just as somebody to to come in the gym during practices and um, offer some help as far as that. Now, that would be intriguing. That I would be interested in. That would be fun. But again, it's LeBron, and we all know how LeBron is, and it's LeBron's way or the highway, and um, I don't see that happening. So, uh, but him and magic and you know maybe lebron being in la for four years kind of says that uh, i guess three years with the four-year option whatever uh we'll go with three years but i guess saying that you know he wants to be there for three years kind of says um that he's willing to kind of wait out the growing pains i guess um you know and maybe just maybe him and magic and kobe can kind of instill some confidence in these young kids and um shit maybe they put a winning team together that is a challenge to those top you know uh we'll go three through five playoff spots and they win you know 55 56 games it's possible don't get me wrong it's definitely possible um and lebron i mean every every analyst i've seen so far has said lebron is good for at least 15 wins over what LA won last year. And that's where they're getting the whole 50 win thing from. I just don't see 
Um, I don't see that big of a change coming. I don't know. You know, he's um, he's definitely the most polarizing player of of the current time frame, I guess. But you know, he's he's old. Like, let's just be honest. He's old. He's and I get it. Last year was to date, like statistically, the best year he's ever had, and that's insane to do that at his age. Like the fact that he was that aggressive played that many minutes never slowed down like it's insane so i'm not going to be the one to sit here and be like no nah, the lakers are going to win 30 games and they're going to be the same shit ass team they were last year like everyone knows that they're going to be better than they were like you add lebron you're at least going to be better than that no doubt so let's say they win 50 games and they're in the playoffs but does anybody think this team can challenge and the answer is no. So they're doing publicity stunts like different jerseys and, and shit like that. That's my take on it anyway. The other thing I wanted to go back on that you said, um, you know, about with the Warriors, with uh, players moving, are they all going to stay? Are they going to go? Someone's going to jump shimp eventually. Uh, Chris Mannix said Katie's going to go back to OKC. <laughs> oh, man. Yes. On the, uh, on the herd. Yeah. With Colin Cowherd, he decided that that would be a good time to say that KD could consider going back to Oklahoma City. That no, let's just no. It here's the deal: KD left Oklahoma City because of Russell Westbrook. And if anybody wants to argue that, I'll be more than happy to listen to you. But in the end, you're going to be wrong. And he's already said that. Like nobody wants to play with Westbrook. Like. And everyone's like, well, Paul George stayed. Paul George stayed. Everyone thought he was going to leave, but he stayed. He stayed for the money. Y'all, seriously, look at the money. It's not that hard to see why he stayed. And, and because it's just him and Westbrook, and because, oh, now the Lakers have LeBron, and the Warriors are always good, and Houston has, you know, Harden and CP3, and now Carmelo. Like, it's okay if you're mediocre. Is ba- so take the hugest paycheck, get your money while you can, and it's okay if you're ju- if you just make the playoffs. I mean, look at it. Look how much money they gave him after uh, everyone wants to argue last year that he disappeared in the playoffs, which is true. His shooting percentage was crap in the playoffs, but there were still a lot of teams knocking on his door, you know. But ultimately, he decided I'll take the money now. I'm still gonna be uh, by the time this contract runs out, I'm still gonna be young enough to go get money elsewhere. And then I can play, you know, worrying about a ring then. Like, he didn't take Oklahoma City because he thinks they're a logical option for um, a championship. Um, But (laughs) Russell Westbrook is difficult. And, um, and, uh, you know, regardless of how good of a player he is, like, there's lots of of teammates of his that'll – that'll go to war with you and tell you how good of a teammate he is and all he cares about is winning and this and that. Like the reality is, is like taking rebounds from your own teammates and shooting the ball 52 times a game when your shooting percentage is under 30% from three. Like, I mean, it's hard to play with somebody like that. And as a Philly fan, like AI, I get it. Like AI to me is, is the goat. He's the God, you know, as far as, uh, as far as guards go, like, you know, um, him and Magic are up there together. Like, AI was amazing, and he transformed the way the game was played. But 
what they couldn't build a championship team around him. The one finals appearance they have was because he drug Eric Snow and Matumbo. Like that was <laughs> that was his team. He drug through the East and you know, and they got trounced by the Lakers. Like that was just you know. But you're telling me he drug that team, and then the following season you couldn't get him All Stars. You couldn't get him one other All Star to play with. It's the same thing. Like Westbrook is a poor AI. He's just not as good as Allen Iverson was, and they're going to continue to be that way. Like, what would have happened if KD stayed and he left? You think there would have been, like, riots and burnt jerseys and shit in Oklahoma City? No, no one would have gave a shit. Like, go play wherever you want to play, Westbrook. No one cares. KD was the was the actual, you know, player there that they could have won with. And you if you want to take it back another step is when they let Harden walk. And that right there wrote the story for Oklahoma City. They're going to be irrelevant. They're still going to be irrelevant. And after they let Harden walk, they were irrelevant ever since, in my opinion. Yeah, they oh, they had the 3-1 lead on the Warriors, but guess what happened? They lost that, didn't they? And the Warriors went back to the finals. Like, it's the fact that they let Harden walk away when they had a big three before a big three was a thing. Like, you know, they, they had three perennial all-stars. And that's back when Harden was coming off the bench. He goes to Houston, and boom, he's MVP talent, MVP this year. Deserving of the MVP this year, not in my opinion, but, you know, he was the people's favorite. And he's a great player. Like, I'm not a Houston fan by any means, obviously. Um, I'm not a big fan of Houston in general, but if Harden played anywhere else, I'd be a fan of him big time. And as a fan of basketball, I'm a big Harden fan. Like, I love how he plays. And then you get the everybody talking about, you know, <coughs> excuse me, everyone talking about how he, you know, flops and draws fouls. And guess what? If I was in his position and got those fucking calls every time I swung my arms up to shoot, fuck it, I'm taking it. And I'm going to go to the line 32 times a game. I don't give a shit. I'll make 32 points by shooting free throws. Who cares? The dude shoots like 98% from the free throw. Not really, but... I mean, he's an excellent free throw shooter. Why wouldn't you use that to your advantage? So, regardless, KD's not going back to Oklahoma City. Like, that will never happen. I give that much chance as I do as Harden going back to Oklahoma City. And we all know that's never going to happen. Like, if KD's going to leave somewhere, it's going to be to go start his own his own thing. Like, you know, maybe to prove to himself or prove to all these haters that he could do it by himself. But the reality is, is A, he loves he loves playing for Golden State. We all know that. He said that multiple times. He said the culture there alone was enough to make him stay. Why do you think he took a pay cut this year? He wants to play for a winning team, and he wants to play with the guys he's been playing with. And it's clear to me that he fits perfectly in with what they're doing. Anybody that wants to say he rode, you know, rode the coattails can fuck off. Like, MVP of the finals two years in a row two rings now, like, fuck off. And it's not because he joined a 73-win team like all you fucking snake charmers think it is. Oh, he's a snake, he left Oklahoma City. Yeah, he left because he didn't want to play for a fucking, you know, shipwreck of a team, which is what they are. They're not going to ever be irrelevant again. And in my opinion, he did the right thing. Look at it, he's got two rings, you know. And A, let's be honest, probably going to play in another finals this year. And based on how he's shown up in the playoffs, let's say hey, hey, he wins his third MVP ring in the finals. And what? You Are you all still going to be bitching that he left Oklahoma City? No. 
Yeah, you are. Actually, let's be honest. You're all going to bitch about that until the day he retires. But the reality is, is that he joined a better scenario for him. And let's not even talk, like, not to mention how good of a choice that was for the Warriors. You had Harrison Barnes, who shot, like, what, 8% from three in the finals? Like, honestly, like, Harrison Barnes, you, so you're going to lose Harrison Barnes. It's unfortunate. And you replace him with, uh, oh, Kevin Durant. Yeah, no shit. No team on the planet is going to turn down that. Like, and yeah, he could have went to Boston, you know, I guess. Like, do we think he would have been the same polarizing player there? Like, no, because he would have been playing against LeBron in the freaking playoffs every year. Like, it, I think he made the right choice. I think, you know, ultimately, like, as hurt and upset as everyone was when Harden left, I think that was a, a blessing in disguise for him. And I think the same thing. Like, Oklahoma City is not... They didn't want to pay the luxury tax to keep Harden. Like, yeah, and you could have had rings. You think Katie's going to leave if you guys are a championship contender? No, he's not. And ultimately, in my opinion, KD will leave to go somewhere that he's going to start his own thing. I heard Cal Hurd say he's going to go to L.A. to play with LeBron. Like, that's not fucking happening either. Like, he's not going to go to L.A. to play with LeBron. Like, in my opinion right now, it's him and LeBron. Like, that's the two players in the NBA that are, you know, the top-tier players. There's two of them, and it's them. And he's going after LeBron. And the fact that he already has two rings, he's younger, and his finals record is better, and it's just, uh, you know, I mean, nonetheless, well, she's looking at me like, uh, Curry, what, you're just going to leave Curry out of that conversation. Curry is the best shooter in the world and probably that we've ever had in the NBA. But I don't, I don't put him on the same tier with those guys because those guys can win. They take over a game and Curry can take over a game with a shot, but he's not going to, you know, he's not going to be able to take it in the paint and get you, you know, 40 points in the paint. Like he has to have the three ball going. If he doesn't have the three ball going, um, yeah, he's probably still getting you 20 a night. And um, as far as like, polarizing to the point where people are all about him and um you know people love him and he's probably probably the most loved slash hated player (laughs) that i've i've seen and i don't know why he gets so much hate like the dude's done everything right he got drafted from a lower tier school seven teams passed on him like so now it's now we got to hate on him and we're going to hate on his championships, and we're going to hate that he won back-to-back MVPs, and we're going to hate that he was a unanimous MVP because all he does is shoot. The dude plays the game right. He goes in the hole if he needs to. But, yeah, if you can shoot from 40 fucking feet and shoot 89%, you're going to shoot that shit. Like, it's just, you know, regardless of if he got jibbed on the MVP this year, like, I still think KD was the MVP. I wanted Curry to have it. Like, I think anybody that's a fan of the Warriors or a, or a Curry fan was like, oh, come on, he should have won I think MVP. He was I think he you was a little shocked. But without. It's hard because they swept him. Like, it's hard to be like, well, you know, if KD's performance in game three isn't there, like, what happens? You know, well, they. What, they lose and fuck, they win in five? Like, what? <laughs> Who gives a shit? Like, I think. You know, I think a lot of people wanted it to be Curry just for the fact that he doesn't have one. And, you know, the finals MVP, 
you can ask players and coaches and whoever else. Like to me, Finals MVP is almost a a bigger deal than like the season MVP, in my opinion. Like if we were going to be honest, like the MVP in the regular season has kind of turned into like a popularity vote. Like I don't, I'm not a huge LeBron fan, right? But if you wanted to talk about who was most valuable this year, it was LeBron. Like, there's no way that team is even a playoff team if he's not there. So, you know, yes, Harden was awesome, and he played really, really well. And, yeah, stats show it. But if you compare him and LeBron, like, stats-wise, LeBron takes it. So, I guess, ultimately, no, um, he's not going back to Oklahoma City. If he goes somewhere, (laughs) you know... He's not going to, not going to Washington. You know, I've seen that too, like, because it's his home state. He doesn't want to be that close to his family. Like, he would have went there before the Warriors if that was the case, right? Right. So, yeah, I mean, that's kind of where I'm at on that. And um, I, well, it'll, be, it'll be fun to see how the season unfolds to see if the Warriors have a lot of, um, I don't know, what, hangover, I guess, from, you know, from playing in four straight. Like, it's possible that they may have a little bit of a hangover and, you know, then that's when the conversations really start going like, oh, he's going to leave, you know, he's going to leave or Clay's going to leave or Draymond's going to leave or, you know. So ultimately, uh, it'll be interesting to see. But if he does leave, I don't I don't foresee it being L.A. It's not going to be Washington and it sure as hell is not going to be Oklahoma City. There's no okay. prayer. Glad to get you <coughs> Yes, ma'am. Okay, well, we got a couple more things um, before Kay. our hour is up. Okay. Um, next, we we definitely want to do your dumpster hierarchy. Oh, super fun. Um. We can do that. We can start with that. And then I know there's one more point that I would like to hit heavily at the end. That's what we'll finish up with. We'll get there and that'll be our finishing line. Um, so let's start with Cal Hurd's list. Um, you know, they, um, I don't think he's done this before because, uh, I haven't, I haven't seen it anyway, but I have seen uh, he does his hierarchy, you know, every, anybody that is an NFL fan or knows Colin Cowherd or listens to his show. Um, yeah, he does his hierarchy, uh, I guess every week now at this point, it seems like, but at the beginning of the year, he always picks something and, um, I'm going to let it slide that he decided to, to pick the Eagles after how much hate he's given us over the years. But, um, so his list will start at the, the very bottom, which is number 10, uh, he picked Denver. Um, I, I'm going to do his whole list, and then I'm going to do mine. Um, so Denver, number nine, he had Jacksonville. Uh, number eight was Seattle. Number seven was Chicago. Six was the Dolphins. Five was the Panthers. Four was the Ravens. Three was the Lions. Two was the Bucks, And number one was the Raiders. Um, normally, I would agree with him on a lot of this stuff. Um, and I do have some that overlap each other. But... Um, Let's start at the very bottom. Denver, I think, is a is a good number ten. Uh, they're right there on the cusp of being another season of them probably being um, number three or number four in their in their division. That AFC West is loaded. Um, I'm not as high on the Chargers as everybody else is. All of a sudden, I do like Philip Rivers, and um, you know they're going to be good. But I'm still not sure I can say that they're going to be better than um, than Kansas City and better than the Raiders, um, you know, and let's say, uh, let's say that they're really, really good, and they are number one, like, 
Denver is probably three or four in that division, and their coach was already on the hot seat last year. Like, um, and Kyle Hurd said this that you know John Elway isn't very patient, and that's a true story. Like the fact that um, that he's back is very surprising for me. I think he'll be gone if not at you know midway through the season he'll be gone at the end so number 10 for me definitely Denver um I'm gonna go Cincinnati at number nine I don't know how Cincinnati didn't make his list like this team is is awful just as always um you had again another coach on the hot seat all the way through the season and I think everyone assumed that he was gonna get fired (coughs) um when the season was over that they were gonna mutually part ways I think was the report you know most way through the season Everyone just kind of assumed that he was going to be gone, and lo and behold, he's back again. Um, the fact that this dude has been on <laughs> been the head coach for this long and has literally not a single playoff win to show for it, um, I don't know. I think that show is abruptly coming to an end there. Um, you know, I think... I think that he is probably going to be on the hot seat again this year. I just don't see that team even competing at this point. Um, so number nine, Cincinnati. Number eight, I have Tennessee on there. Um, I know they made some moves, and everyone seems to be decently high on them. I just, I, A, I'm a massive fan, um, you know, of what they're doing over there and the rebuild that's taking place. I think, um you know, I think Mariota is probably Mariota, excuse me, is probably um, one of the be- the better one of the better younger quarterbacks in the league. Um, you know, minus the injury troubles, I've obviously watched him since he was at Oregon. The kid is uh, he's just a pro's pro. He's he's a good kid, and hopefully, uh, we can dodge some injury trouble and see a whole season with him. If he can stay healthy for a whole season, I take him off this list, no problem. But um, the injuries he's had, and then, you know, uh, again, the AFC is starting to reload. I think the, the AFC is going to be very difficult. So I got them number eight. Um, I agree with him as Chicago, number seven. I don't think Mitch Trubisky is a good quarterback. I think um, they were really, 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 really soft with him last year. Um, you know, when you don't throw multiple touchdowns at a single game the entire season, I don't see how you make yourself relevant in this day and age in the, uh, in the NFL. So yeah, number seven bears. Um, somehow, uh, he had the dolphins at number six. I'm going to say number six is going to be the jets for me. Um, I know he's super high, uh, on the jets this year, thinking that they're going to be the second, second best team in the, in their division. Um, well, that division is shit behind Patriots anyway. So who fucking knows, but, um, I'm not, I'm not that high on Sam Darnold. I don't know why, he thinks that regardless of if Sam Darnold's a good quarterback or not, it's still the fucking Jets. Like, I, yeah, whatever. Sam Darnold can be, you know, the next uh, next Carson Wentz for all I give a shit. It's still the Jets, and they're maybe going to win five games. I don't know. So Jets, number six for me. Uh, Panthers, number five. Um, yeah, I agree with this one. I had the Panthers. Um, shit, that division is tough. Tough, tough, tough. Uh, Saints are winning that division again, and the Saints are probably going to win 13 games this year. I mean, they are loaded, and they are just scary. Drew Brees, is that dude ever going to age? I mean, holy shit. The dude throws for 600 yards a game. I don't get it. And the scary part was last year, he didn't have to. He didn't have to. For the first time 
probably since he landed in Min- or in New Orleans, like he didn't have to throw 800 times a game. Like their running game was insane, insane. So yeah, I think uh, the Panthers. Not to mention Atlanta. Sorry, I'm, yeah, Atlanta will sweep them under the rug. That's another team that's probably wins 12 games. I, other than their division, it's probably the hardest schedule part of their schedule they have is playing each other a bunch. But um, God dang, Atlanta's probably the second best team in the. I, I think Cal Hurt said that too behind Philly. Um, shit, I don't know if they're. You got Philly number one, I guess, and then what New Orleans and Atlanta in the same division fighting for. The scary thing is, is that, yeah, one of those teams is going to win that division, and then one of those teams is going to be a, you know, a more than 11 win freaking wild card. Are you kidding me? <laughs> it's going to be crazy. It reminds me of, uh, you know, it reminds me of the NFC East, you know, back when, well, when everyone in the NFC actually fucking mattered. But regardless, nonetheless, I think the Panthers are going to gonna get impatient with Cam uh, again. And I think... I don't know. I don't know if if he's, you know, Norv turn. I don't know if Norv is going to be able to correct all the shit wrong with Cam. Um, you know, I don't have any issues with Cam personally. I just I don't think he's that great of a quarterback, and I think teams have really developed a way to get under his skin. And you saw it in the Super Bowl, like when they played Denver, all they had to do was get pressure on him, and all of a sudden he started breaking down, missing throws, fumbling. I mean, he fumbled at the end of the game, didn't even, or fumbled during the game, didn't even go for it. You know, he was scared of getting hit that bad. So the defenses in the NFC are getting stronger. Their schedule's getting tougher. Their division is insane. I just don't see the Panthers being good. So uh, I'm going to agree with him on that. Uh, number four, he has uh, the Ravens. I'm going with Washington. How Washington didn't end up on his list is beyond me. I mean, shit, you trade, or, or trade, let's go. Yeah, you trade and get get uh, my good man Alex Smith. And I'm an Andy Reid fan. I liked watching Kansas City with Alex Smith there, but Alex Smith was successful there because of Andy Reid. And um, let's be honest. I mean, did anybody you know remember Alex Smith in, in San Francisco? Like, same thing. Situational quarterbacks are only good in those situations. You know, um, not to mention Washington is in – is in the same division as the Eagles. You think Alex? If you had Alex Smith and Carson Wentz stay, you know, starting, who's picking Alex Smith? Nobody's picking Alex Smith. You know, um, I don't see being good again at all. I don't see. Um, I don't think Washington. Honestly, I don't think Washington's the shit. I, they're going to be last place in the in the NFC East again. There's no doubt. Um, the Giants are going to be better. The Cowboys are going to be the Cowboys and probably finished 500 uh and the eagles are going to win that division again so i'll say uh eagles uh eagles giants cowboys redskins bottom it out and uh you can say goodbye to gruden um this season probably i think Seattle or i think uh the ownership's going to get tired of him and uh that's gonna be into that um number three he had the lions uh i don't have the lions on my list just because i don't think it's cool to throw a brand new coach on this list yet um i say brand new as in uh, brand new to a shit show like detroit uh, <laughs> i think um i don't know we'll get to that another day but i think uh i'm gonna put tampa number three on my list um shit i don't even want to get into tampa but 
the fact that uh, James Winston is, of course, suspended the first three games. Um, they left him off all their paperwork, uh, all their brochures, all their marketing stuff. Like, he's not there. Uh, it's not a good sign, I'll say that. Me, personally, I'm not handing James Winston the keys to my, uh, my franchise at all. Like, I wouldn't have picked him number one. I think... Uh, Mariota was a way better pick, and I, I think that's been proven at this point. You know, regardless of the talent that Jameis has, like, the kid is a kid still. And, you know, I'm going to get into something that, that Cowherd said here after this, so I'm not going to touch on this a whole lot. I just, I don't think, um, I don't think Tampa's going to be a good fit this year. And on top of that, their schedule is fucking brutal. Absolutely brutal. It starts off brutal. Their whole division is fucking brutal. Uh, it's just not... It does not look good um, there in Tampa. I have them as probably in the bottom five teams in the NFL this year. And, you know, we'll see what happens there. Uh, I know everyone was super excited for them a couple years ago. And then, boom, Jameis is Jameis again. And we'll get into that here shortly. Um, number two, he had the Bucks, So, at least we were close on that. Uh, I have the Ravens, number two on my list. Um the fact that uh, we're still having this conversation of if Joe Flacco's elite or not is telling enough. He's not elite. Like, he's not a good quarterback. And I think uh, when they lose, let's say they start out 2-5 uh, and five or 2-4, and four, I think there's going to be a lot, a lot of cries in Baltimore for Mr. Lamar Jackson to play. And uh, Cowherd said this too. He's like, oh, they're going to be, uh, you know, they're going to be interesting to say the least. And he's right. Um, you know, Lamar would be interesting. I just think that people are tired of waiting for this quote unquote elite Joe Flacco to show up. You know, um, he also said that people are getting tired of Harbaugh and I don't think that's right at all. Um, you know, Harbaugh is an excellent coach. Um, the Joe Flacco is the problem there in my opinion. And, um, <laughs> of course, there's been a whole lot of distractions there for a while. So uh, Baltimore, number two on my list. And let's round it off with number one. Uh, he had the Raiders, which I I don't get that at all. That dude is a, a car fan through and through. Um, his big reasoning was that, oh, Gruden hasn't coached in a, in a decade. And uh, because Gruden said he's not going to take a paycheck if, uh, if they don't win, that... Uh, that this has dumpster fire, you're out of your damn mind. Like, yes, their division is tough, and of course the AFC is is uh, difficult to play in. But they're not going to be. They may not be living up to expectations, but they're not going to be this bad. Like uh, Gruden, I don't know if he remembers Gruden as a coach, uh, or if he even watched football back then as much as he likes to talk about shit. But um, Gruden is going to be an excellent coach. It's not like he stepped away from the game. Like he's not like they went and found him on a golf course and were like, "Hey, you want to come back to coaching?" Like he's been in, you know, he's been an announcer. He's been the Gruden's quarterback camps. He's done all that. It's not like he stepped away from the game. So, um, yeah, I don't think the Raiders are going to be great, but I don't think they're deserving of that spot either. Um, on my list, number one is Seattle, and he's a. He's a Seattle guy, so it doesn't surprise me that he had Seattle all the way down at number eight on his list. But let's be honest, this team is going to be a shit show. Uh, Pete Carroll is in the same boat he was in when he left USC in shambles. 
uh, and that's happening here. And I don't know where he's going to run to. Like there, there was all these talks about how good of a coach he was, and he was a players guy, and everyone wanted to come play for him. Well, where the fuck are all those players? Because now they have nothing. And I feel bad for Russell Wilson because, uh, well, I'm not going to say I feel bad for him because uh, rumors in the locker room, of course, and from other players that uh, they don't want to play with him either. So uh, as good as a quarterback he is, it seems like he maybe he's not the leader or he's too much of a golden boy or too much of a coach's boy, whatever you want to call it. He's a great quarterback, but the rest of that team is a shit show and that defense is falling apart. Um, God, that defense fell apart quick. Um and their division, holy shit, their division, they're stuck in the stuck in the NFC, which is still a difficult, you know, difficult conference to play in, but that division is going to be good again. Um, Seattle has to play, let's see, though, so they got to play Jimmy G twice, um, who, if you're a football fan, like, you want him to do good, right? I mean, after sitting behind Brady for 800 years, like, <laughs> you want to see him be successful. I do. I know I do. And the fact that he's in San Fran and now... You know they got um, they got Sherman there now, which is exciting. I, I I'm excited to see see San Francisco play a whole year with Jimmy G. I think he's going to be good. Um, so they have a franchise quarterback. They need some more pieces, but I still think they'll be better than Seattle. Um, and then you know whatever happens there, they got L. A. The Rams, who are arguably, I mean shit on paper. Holy fuck, that team looks like an all star team. All they did was go get better in the offseason, and they were already fucking good. Like, it's just insane. They're gonna, if Jared Goff can stay where he was, and um, shit, like, fuck, that defense is scary. Like, oh, yeah, we were terrorizing quarterbacks all year last year, and all we did was go add uh, Indominus Sue. Oh, yeah, let's just get another guy to terrorize QBs. Like, they kind of followed the Eagles blueprint of of being able to switch guys in and out now and that's I think is ultimately where the you know the defensive line game is going and the more talent you have on that side of the ball the more god the more quarterbacks are gonna be on the ground the more balls are gonna be thrown up for your secondary to get to and um they're gonna be fuck they're gonna be good again so yeah they got to play them twice a year um that right there is already four losses in my opinion I don't think they're gonna beat either of those teams both times um Arizona is interesting I mean, they're, um, I don't think they're as bad as everyone thinks they're going to be. Like, they need some offensive line help big time. Um, defensively, you know, they got they got the Honey Badger. They got uh, some, some decent secondary. Um, you know, so yeah, maybe they need a little help here and there too. And if not, they got one of the best running backs in the game, and he should be back healthy. Um, so they'll put up a fight. I think Seattle maybe splits with Arizona. So right there, you got five losses and we're not even talking about who else they have to play. So uh, Seattle's number one on my list. I think they're going to implode. Um, God, they're going to be bad. It's going to be uh, it's going to be a fun season though. Um, and unlike uh, Cal Hurd, we're going to revisit my list at some point during the season. Um, honestly, we may visit it each week and kind of, kind of rank where um, I see these teams sitting at and, um, if we need to make changes, maybe, maybe we'll do a dumpster fire every week based on the shit that's going on. Cause that, that might be fun to show, uh, everyone can pick the top teams in the, you know, pick your top teams, which we're going to do next episode. Um, just as a heads up. So come back for that one. We'll talk about, um, who I think are going to be the, the 10 teams to watch at the top of the league. All right, let's close this out. Um, we're going to close this with, something that was said 
during Cowherd's hierarchy, which was um, this stuff with Jameis Winston. Um, he said, we only care because he's a quarterback. Uh, if he was a defensive end, nobody cares. If he's a wide receiver, nobody cares. That has got to be the most idiotic statement I've ever heard in my life. We're talking about uh, a kid that is a repeat offender for sexual harassment, for um, doing stupid shit, like stealing crab legs. Like This kid is a kid still, Like, and I'm not giving him a pass because of that. The fact that Cowherd wants to say, like, oh, we don't care about this sexual harassment stuff. If he wasn't a quarterback, nobody would care. That's the most asinine thing I've ever heard in my life. The fact is that this kid can't get his shit together, and it's proven on every single level. He was in trouble three different times, big, bigger trouble three different times in college. And then he goes and talks to kids at a school and tells tells the girls that they need to be quiet and sit down and, and the men can stand up and talk. Um okay, clearly another issue with either A, how he was raised, or B, how he views females, and C, now we have this. And the fact that the NFL stepped in and blah, 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 and now he's suspended three games, like, this kid, if it's me in Tampa, and if I'm the owner in Tampa, he's on his way out. I'm sorry. Like, it's already been proven that you can't handle yourself at this, this stage. What do I need to hold on to you for? Why would I want somebody like that? And it already shows that that's their mentality because he didn't make it onto any of the marketing material. So why is he still around? I mean, we're just going to keep giving these guys time after time after time after time. Look at Ray Rice. Why? Because it was on camera? Ray Rice is never going to play in the NFL again, which at this point is a, I know it's a shock to all of you or whatever, but the reality is, is that What Ray Rice did was sick, twisted, pathetic, whatever you want to call it. It was disgusting. And then we have more guys following suit. And every single year, there's a bunch of guys, I won't say a bunch, a couple guys that get busted for domestic violence, sexual abuse, sexual harassment, whatever. And the NFL just wants to keep, oh, we gave him a three-game suspension, though. Okay. Well, this is now not... Yes, this is one-time offense in the NFL. But here's my other question. It's supposed to be six games, I believe, was uh, what the new policy was, and he got it cut to three for what? It's sick to me. The dude is, he's clearly messed up in the head with how he views women, with how he was raised. I don't know what it was. But the reality is is that the dude... um, if it's me in Tampa, he's not coming back. He's not playing for us. I don't want him anywhere near the team. I don't want him around us. I don't want him associated with us. I'll take a losing season with him uh, not playing as much as I would uh, want him on the team because he's just going to be a distraction. And um, the fact that Cowherd said it doesn't, it wouldn't matter if he was in another position is sick to me. Like I don't know if that's what he meant or if he just worded it wrong. Um, but it sure came off like he didn't give a shit. <laughs> so um, I wanted to bring it up on my end and just say this is um, not okay with me. Like, it, it's sick. It leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Like, um, Winston is, A, he's not even good enough for, you know, unfortunately, like, if he was good enough, that's how this stuff happens, right? If he's good enough, it gets 
uh, forgotten or people are more forgiving if he goes and wins a Super Bowl or whatever, it's not going to happen. He's not good enough for that. So um, I'm not going to let it slide, and every single week we're going to be, I guess, reviewing what he has to say and um, see if this kid can change. And honestly, I'm just excited to see what happens when he comes back because um, as you see it, there's players that um, don't like what they do. And as a quarterback, you're a lot, uh, a lot more vulnerable to get hit and uh, cheap shots and, and stuff like that. So um, I think we've probably beat that horse enough and you guys probably heard enough of that. We're going to kill it there, I think, um, unless there's anything else to discuss. No, that's it. That's all we've got on the agenda for tonight. Perfect. Um, thank you guys for listening very much. Um, this is actually the very first episode. The inaugural episode, if you will. Um, Yeah, exactly. If you liked it, (laughs) um, leave us a comment. Shout us out. Um, Twitter handle is at FlapjackSteve. Instagram, at FlapjackSteve. We don't have a Facebook set up yet for the show, but we'll probably do that here in the near future. And then, of course, you can find us there. Uh, In the meantime, tweet us. Um, Hey, you know, instead of uh, us just coming up with with ideas for these shows every single week... uh, I think that's how it's going to start here is weekly, but um, we'd love to have your guys' input. Um, A little background on me. I started calling into radio shows when I was like 11 or 12 years old, and I have good memories with my dad um, sitting in the truck and calling into radio shows, me and him. Um, He's actually going to be on here with me either next week or the following week. I'm really excited about that. Um, Get some background story. He doesn't know yet, but it's really just going to be kind of a history of how he got involved with sports and how he raised me to be involved with sports and uh, kind of going over all that. So, But I would really like your guys' input. And um, I'm going to set up a, a phone line here as well at some point so you guys can call in. And it'll be kind of like your, I guess, your call-in radio shows back in the day, but more um, we don't give a fuck kind of attitude. And since I'm not sponsored by anybody, I don't have anybody's agenda to follow. So... I will talk shit on whoever I want to talk shit on, and I will praise whoever I want to praise. Um, But I like talking back and forth with other sports guys. That's why we're doing this. That's how this kind of came up. And um, I will have another co-host at some point. I don't know when he's going to join me, um, but he will be on here with me as well. Um, But, yeah, really appreciate you taking the time to listen. Um, Comments, good, bad, and different. Shoot me a tweet. Shoot me a message. Do whatever. Um, but yeah, I'd like input on what you guys want to talk about, what you want to hear about. Um, you know, all these other shows have some sort of agenda to follow because they have to answer to somebody and I don't have that. So if we want to sit here and talk about an hour about how much of a jackass Jameis Winston is, we can do that. Uh, or if we want to sit here and talk an hour about something, a, uh, one of you guys tweet me or one of you guys call in and we just want to bullshit about sports for an hour. I'm all for that too. So that's a little bit of story. Um, next time I think we'll do a little bit more of background on me, um, how this came about, what started it, um, some more fun stuff like that. Uh, I'll give you some background into, you know, who I'm actually a fan of, which if you can't gather by this podcast, I'm a Philly fan through and through. I'm a Warriors basketball fan. Um, and any of you want to give me shit about that can go see where the Warriors played for a little while. Um, cause I believe it was the same city and, I follow a lot of other teams, but I am uh, a Philly fan, I guess would be the the biggest description of my fanhood. Um, but I am just a sports guy in general. And I'm not 
<coughs> I'm not going to be bringing you like breaking news and shit like that. Like I have a day job. I'm not, you know, I'm not able to go and spend an hour on my cell phone trying to get uh, an interview with somebody. So hopefully down the line, we can get some interviews with people and um, that'd be really fun and to do that stuff. But honestly, this is kind of just a way for me to be able to bullshit about sports um, with you guys. Like, and that's ultimately what I want it to be. I want to be able to talk back and forth with anybody that takes the time to listen. Um, like I said, good, bad, and different. Like, I'm not going to sit here and argue with you that your point's wrong. Uh, I have an opinion on something. You have an opinion on something. Um, I talk about it with cowboy fans. Like I, there's a lot of cowboy fans and um, as much as we butt heads together because the Eagles and Cowboys fans hate each other, I can respect, you know, people thinking this about the Cowboys, just like they can respect how I feel about it. I may not agree with you and it may get a little heated, but ultimately like that's what makes sports so great. And that's in my opinion, why, you know, the sport industry is what it is. Like, and um, the fact that ESPN wasn't doing well and had to let a bunch of people go and, you know, this and that doesn't say anything about sports. That just shows a bunch about their uh, character and how they ran their business. And, you know, they lost sight of what was important in sports, in my opinion, a long time ago. So um, hopefully we can bring that back and kind of do some of that with you guys. Um, but yeah, we appreciate you listening. Uh, and we are out of here.